You're listening to Soul Spark with Sarah Godfrey. Hi, you guys. I'm Sarah. I'm so glad you're here with me today. I believe that every person has their own inner light. It's their innate goodness and strength. My desire is to share stories, inspiration, and applicable ideas that will help you fill your own inner light, Ignite. Today, I have a special treat for you. We have an interview with the wonderful Brooke Snow. Brooke will tell you a little bit about yourself as she jumps here on the interview. She is so full of knowledge and has so many ideas that don't just sound nice, but actually you can put into action. I'm so excited for you to get to hear from Brooke today. Here we go. Brooke is one of my very favorite people. We have only been in person once, but we stayed up literally all night talking. Yep, all night. (laughs) Yep, all night. We were very tired. And Brooke has so many wonderful things that she shares with her podcast and some other work that we'll talk about later on. But Brooke, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, fabulous. You are one of my favorite people too. So I'm so excited to be able to talk to you. (laughs) Um, A little bit about me. I live in Northern Utah. I am a mom to two awesome kids and I have a business and podcast Um, helping people to live in their true identity. I just published a book last year called Living in Your True Identity. And that was a fun adventure to go on. And my podcast is really kind of centralized around that as well as my business in helping people to optimize their life and to live in their true nature. I can talk more about that later, what Mm -hmm. that really means for me. To live in your true nature and to do that with supportive habits, like really focusing in on the very small and simple things that we do every day that supports us in living in that true self, because it really is about the habits. Like those small and simple things, they bring about great things, right? Absolutely. (laughs) And yet it's the stuff that usually gets overlooked, but as we begin to prioritize that in our life, that's when things really start to move forward and to look happier and uh, we see the progress that we're wanting to make. It's really on the foundation of that small stuff. So that's what I help people to do. I love it. Can you tell us a little bit about what you mean by true identity? I mean, I've read your book, which is amazing, but can you tell our listeners? Yeah. Well, The reason I call it your true identity comes from the concept that we actually have two identities. One is true and one is false. And in the the philosophy or probably rather the psychology world, your false nature is called your ego. In scriptural language, your true nature is your divine nature or your false self is going to be your natural man um, self. So like whether you're talking in a spiritual language or in psychology language, it's pretty understood, you know, that we, we have this alternate identity, right? Yes, totally. <laughs> so when I talk about living in your true identity, it's like, this is our best self. This is who we were created to be. This is who we are when we feel happiness, joy, and light. When we are in our false self, that is when we just have that negative mindset. Life feels really heavy. We're really anxious and worried. We complain. We, do, we don't feel good. We have a negative outlook on things. That's not who we really are. And yet, like, I grew up most of my life thinking that was who I was. Oh, yeah. For you sure. You know? Like, yeah. or I would, I'd make a choice or I'd behave in a way that 
I felt ashamed of. Maybe if with my kids, I yelled at them or something like that. And I would say something like, I'm such a bad mom or I'm such a bad person. And the truth of the matter is, no, that's not true at all. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was Brooke's false self that showed up. But the true me, the real me is good and is kind and is compassionate and is full of light and goodness. I just need to learn to tell the difference. And then I need to learn how to do the things that help me be in the place that I want to be. And I think that's really empowering to know that I am not broken. Nothing is wrong with me. And that kind of has yeah. been a theme lately, it went, you know, with this idea of let's be authentic and let's like share the realness of life. And, and the thing is, we're not broken people. Um, we just have to learn how to live more in our true self. And that's where happiness is. And that is where growth happens. And it all starts with actually knowing the difference between the two. So that's what my book is about. Big part of my message to people. Yeah. I love it so much because yeah, like I found for myself when I believe good things about myself that I act more in accordance with that. Yes. You know, and it's easier to love myself. And when I love myself, I'm a better person rather than when I go around thinking like I'm bad inside. I have so much wrong with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It changes everything. That's why I love what you teach so much. Yeah. And we have the power to choose which of those identities we're going to live in. So mm -hmm. sometimes when you're in that place where like you don't feel good, it feels like really hard to believe that maybe I can be like, maybe this isn't who I am. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there are supportive habits. There's supportive things that we can do with our body, which is a big, huge thing of what you do, which is what yeah, I yeah. love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually shift us very quickly back into who we really are. So cool. So Brooke, can you tell us about any, any defining moments that you've had in your life that have helped you to find your true self, to find that goodness that's inside of yourself? This is a story that I've shared several times, but it's really meaningful to me. And it was a very major turning point for me. And it was just a few years ago. I, I was a new mom and I was really struggling with PTSD. I had a traumatic near-death experience <laughs> after the birth of my second child. And so I was having PTSD from that. I had mental illness, depression, anxiety. I was having panic attacks every day. I was outside and I was trying to plant trees in my yard. And I... <laughs> I we just built a new house and so we had this new yard totally unlandscaped. I wanted to have a forest someday. <laughs> so I had ordered 200 trees to plant. And keep in mind these are not like the trees you get at a nursery that are that come with a pot or anything like that. They're bare root trees, which means literally it's the the stick of the tree and little roots hanging off and that means you have to get them in the ground really quickly or else they're going to die. And so I was digging 200 holes. My husband was on a trip overseas. So I really was all alone. And I had asked for help. I even paid people to help and they just didn't respond. One, one kid I hired to come, he lasted one afternoon and it was too hard for him. So he said he couldn't finish the job. 
much left for me to do it with all this like overwhelm and stress and anxiety, panic. And so I set about to dig these 200 holes and I remember the wind was blowing and my kids were just outside and they were like playing with shovels and doing things that they shouldn't. And I just, I just lost it. I ended up yelling at them and not just, you know, normal yelling at your kids, but like I went crazy and lost my mind. Yeah. <laughs> like screaming at him, stop doing that. <laughs> and, and then I just remember feeling so much shame at how I had just behaved. Mm-hmm. And I, I just collapsed on the ground. I literally fell on the ground and I just sobbed and sobbed and sobbed. And I was so ashamed at my behavior. And I just felt so out of control. I felt like I had no ability to be that true self that I described earlier. I felt like accessing patience and accessing kindness and love and optimism and hope was so far away. And I just sat there or laid on the ground and cried. And then I had this really interesting experience in that moment where my eyes are closed and I'm laying on the ground, but it's almost like an out-of-body experience. And I was, I could actually in my mind imagine looking at myself in that moment. And I see Brooke laying on the ground and she's so like crumpled and just defeated and in despair. And I had this really rare moment of self-compassion hmm. and I, I realized, and maybe it was my true self, you know, looking at me in that totally. moment. Mm-hmm. And I just realized, Brooke, like you are not, you're not getting the care that you need you need to learn to take care of yourself. Like here I am trying to take care of these 200 trees and these two kids and my family and my business and all of that. And yet I wasn't getting the care that I needed. Mm -hmm. And that moment, everything changed for me. I decided, I knew like this is life or death. I have to prioritize my own self-care. And so that day I calmed down And I went inside, apologized to my kids, and I put my business on hold. I I made a a list of, you know, things I need to stop doing and things I need to start doing. And stop doing list was I needed to put my business on hold. It was too much for me in those current circumstances. Mm -hmm. And then the start doing list, I signed up for a yoga class. I signed up for a meditation class. I started to meditate. I signed up with a, a coach. Started taking a natural supplement for brain health mm-hmm. and started, you know, moving my body every day. Basically, my to do list every day was I have to do these basic things to take care of myself, and then everything else is bonus. It was like that much of a priority. Mm-hmm. And, you know, change didn't happen like immediately, it did incrementally, right? Like, I did start to feel better, but like it gained interest and compounded over time like a snowball, you know, (laughs) it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And then all of a sudden, like, I start to feel happier and I start to feel like I have more control and I start to notice that I can have more patience and understanding with my kids. And I start to feel like I have the capacity and the strength to add things back in. Like I did start doing my business again and I did start like doing fun things and extra projects and stuff, but I have to go all the way back to very basic. And I know that not everybody is like in that same situation, (laughs) but we've all felt like that, those moments of, wow, I'm not getting the care that I need. And I'm like this wilting flower right now. And if I don't get some water and sunlight and goodness, then I'm totally going to wither and die. Yeah. 
So for me, that was the defining moment that it changed everything in my life for Mm -hmm. prioritizing getting that care that I need consistently and not just being something where it's like, all right, now I'm back to not being almost dead so I can let things go for a while. Like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I've done that before, right? I've learned that this is like a consistent process. Like you don't ever, you don't ever get to a point where you're like, all right, I'm good. I can just coast for a while now. (laughs) Oh, you have to do it over and over and over. Everyday thing. Weird, Mm -hmm. huh? Like plants in nature are the same way. Like they need sunlight every day. They need water like regularly. Yeah. And we're not like, gosh, you're so weak. You had water last week. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's like, you just got to if you want to thrive instead of just survive, then it has to be something that is part of your lifestyle. And yeah. that's changed everything for me. I love that. I think we all have moments like that where we realize that if we keep going the way we're going, that we're not going to be okay. And yeah. that the people we care for aren't going to you know, get what they need from us. And, and I love how you let that change your life. And I love how you teach so much about like habits making those things habits and trying to simplify so that it's not, I know I feel like sometimes so much of like self-help personal development, it's like, it feels like a huge long to-do list in your life. I will have time for nothing else if I do that. (laughs) So like, I know you've talked about this before, but can you share like your very minimal habits of like what helps you to feed that inner light, that true self inside of you? Yeah. I actually love that you said, what are the minimal habits? Mm -hmm. Cause like, and you know, you talk about self-help, like being this big list of things that we need to do. And when I teach about habits, one thing that I love to distinguish is that we have floors and ceilings. Like we have, it's, and when you make a habit, it's really good to know the difference between those two. Yeah. The floor is going to be the minimum. Like what does the bare minimum of having a good supportive habit of, you know, how I move my body or how I'm going to eat look like? Mm-hmm. And then what's the ceiling? Like what is the ideal yeah. of, like what I want to have. And too often, I think we just set those ceilings, right? And then we yeah. don't reach it. And we're like, what's wrong? <laughs> I, I just can't uphold this. <laughs> totally. <been> so there. <laughs> the way that I help myself first and other people to be able to uphold those habits that support us is that we do have to know what the minimum is. And then, yeah. you know, really, I kind of have a middle ground too. Like this is what things look like most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, like for me, in the morning, I have to do yoga. Like I committed last year to do yoga every day. And that also changed my life. (laughs) I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, (laughs) wow, my body actually really loves this and it really craves it and it needs it. And I wish I could do an hour of yoga every single day, but that isn't always what happens. And the only way that I could fulfill that goal for the whole year of doing yoga every single day was that I had a minimum. And my minimum was like seriously one minute. Yeah, I could do one minute of deep breathing and like cat cow or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that one minute did a lot of things for me. First of all, it confirmed to my identity that I'm the type of person that does yoga every day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And second, you know, it, so it's not like I'm the type of person that's not disciplined enough to do it, but I had a minimum and that minimum was the one minute. And like, it's the same thing for me at night. Like I also do at least one minute of yoga before bed and before meditating just to connect with my body. And I mean, that's changed everything, the minimums. 
Yes. It, that, that's why I can still be sick or it can be a really late night or I'm on vacation or I'm traveling or like all these things in life come up and I can still do my habits because I got the minimum. I can do yes. the one minute. Normally, like on a regular day, my, my morning routine is usually 20 to 30 minutes of yoga. And then I go into meditation and I do some journaling and prayer and go on a walk. Like that sounds like a bunch of stuff to do. And it does take time. Like my normal day, I probably spend like two hours in self-care. Mm -hmm. And which is awesome. It is awesome. And seriously, the more time you spend, the more benefit you reap for sure. Uh -huh. <laughs> right. But I have those minimums and my, I have a six minute version of that morning routine where I do one minute of yoga. I do one minute of meditation, one minute of prayer, you know, one minute of like affirmations and visualization. And, and like, it's a six minute thing. Yeah. And and that, those six minutes, they align and center me for the day. Mm -hmm. Even, I mean, something is better than nothing, right? Totally. And even that little tiny bit can do amazing things. Yeah. So I'm all about having the minimums, having the floors, having the ceilings yeah. and in the middle. So that you, you can always reach something, right? Like, I like how the idea of the floor too, it's like, it's beneath your feet, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Even in the worst of circumstances, I could do this much. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the, the cool thing about this is that it allows you to stay with and still honor and respect yourself while recognizing that you don't have control of a lot of other things in, in life. You know, that yeah, sometimes right. things are way intense, but there's still a way to honor and care for yourself when things are really intense. Absolutely. As opposed to when like life's a bit easier, you have a bit more free time, then you can also respect and honor yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. It does a lot for your identity to like to know that you're showing up for yourself yeah. that way. Yeah. Yeah. To be like, I am the kind of person who does this and it doesn't have to be an all or nothing thing. Right. You know, because it doesn't have it's, to be perfect. Yeah. It's like all or nothing with like your yoga practice, then... I don't know. I feel like for me, then it's all or nothing in a lot of other mental and emotional ways with myself. It's like, I didn't do it perfectly. I didn't have the perfect conversation. And I'm like, I still showed up and talked with someone that was yeah. hard to talk to. Like, yes, that's a yes. minimum. And I did it. Go me. Yes. yes. Yeah. And to celebrate that, like you just said, like, that's really important too. Cause I don't think we celebrate ourselves enough. Yeah. And so being able to still recognize that that little bit still is a big, big deal because most people don't even do the minimum, right? Yeah. So celebrate it. <laughs> yeah. I know like our kids thrive on that, right? When you're like, good job. You did yes. so hard. So <laughs> I know that was hard for you. And when you do that for yourself, it's just, yeah, it's a good way to build yourself up and yeah. build that self-respect and that love. So do you have moments though when you do lose that true self when you can't find your inner light or inner strength? Like what do you do when you're feeling that way? You know, I have been practicing the habits that I have for a long time now, you know, mm -hmm. especially looking back at that moment since falling on the ground and feeling like it was the end of everything. <laughs> I really have put a lot of those habits into place. And I will say that those habits have ironed out my emotional experience of life. Mm. which means that my, my highs are higher and my lows are higher. Yeah. 
So I don't go as low as I did before. And if I do dip down into that false self and that place of struggle, it doesn't last as long. Yeah. And like before it could go days, you know, it could go weeks. Yep. (laughs) For some people, like it can be years that you just stay in that really low place. And I've, because of putting these little supportive things into my day every single day and doing at least the minimum, doing at least the floor, I haven't had a bad day in a really long time. I have had bad moments Mm -hmm. and you know, really, really bad is like, a bad hour or two, yeah. but I, I have the tools now to know how to swing out of it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, those tools are just the basic stuff. Like when, when we go to like basic, basic, I mean, I got my sleep. I ate good food. I moved my body, right? Yeah. Like you take care of the physiological needs first <laughs> yes, you do. and, and you do that consistently as best as you can. And then the psychological, you know, the, the meditation and the affirmations and the speaking good words in my mind and speaking love to myself and all of that, that it really is amazing. Like it's mm-hmm. small and simple. It's really simple stuff, but just yeah. doing the minimum will help you, not just the minimum, like have that as something that is the minimum that you do. Aim for higher, try to get more if you can, but even doing that much is going to help to iron out those things. It's going to shorten the duration of those moments that are really hard. Yeah, totally. I I love that you said that ironing out. That's such a good image. (laughs) Yeah, I've definitely found that for myself. Like I look back at the past like decade of my life. I feel like, and one of the other things that I call besides like this inner light is sometimes I call it like a reservoir Hmm. that I Mm -hmm. have inside of me. And it's like all those good things are adding drops of water. So then when something happens, like I went through a traumatic experience a few years ago. And even though I was hurting and I did get PTSD from it, which isn't in my control, but like I still had this sense of peace deep, deep inside of me and like still loved myself and knew I would be okay Mm -hmm. because of those habits. Yeah, of adding those drops every day. Which sounds like from what you're describing that you didn't dip as low as you would have if those other things were in place, yeah, right? Yeah, totally. That's still something that takes time to recover from, but yeah, that's, that's the magic and power of those totally. supportive habits in our life. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So Brooke, do you want to tell my listeners about where they can find you and your things that you have going on right now? Oh, sure. (laughs) Well, I do have a book. It's available on Amazon or Walmart, Barnes and Noble, like any place like that. You just, you can type in Brooke Snow or living in your true identity. That's the title of the book. That's a really great place to start. It, it talks about the two identities we have and then gives 10 tools for clearing away that false identity and 10 tools for empowering your true self. Yeah. And these tools are so practical and easy to apply. They're so good. I'll put, I'll put a link to your book in the show notes. That's great. Like I use those tools regularly and I think the more tools you have, like there's more than that is in the book, right? Yeah. Yeah, And and the whole idea is like, we want to build our toolkit as big as we possibly can so Mm. that we can iron out those highs and lows. So we don't dip for as long when we go down. And that we know how to get out. Like that's so important. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, it doesn't matter where you are in the path of your own personal growth. Like you're still going to experience that opposition in your life. And I think just 
faster that we can get at knowing how to get out and not staying there a long time, the better. And so more tools you have to be able to do that really, really helps. I also have a group mentoring yeah, like program. I'm so excited. It actually starts in a week or two here. We're starting at the beginning of June and registration opens for that next week. The program's called Mastering the Art of Showing Up. Yes. <laughs> so the whole idea is number one, we want to show up as our true self. Mm-hmm. Number two, we want to show up in our habits. Mm-hmm. And number three, we want to do it every day. So we learned like the secrets of how to be consistent. And one of which is like what we talked about, having that minimum of what yeah. we do, but learning how to like be that true self, show up in your habits, like that's going to change your life. Like that's really the, it's super basic, but that's where all growth happens. So I'm excited to be able to lead people through that experience in installing those habits mm-hmm. that will be supportive to you. Yeah. And, and helping you to live life in the best version of yourself, which makes everybody happier. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah, so you can find all that information on my website at brooksnow.com. Okay. So good. Brooke, thank you so much for meeting with us and sharing. Yeah, thank you. I always love talking to you. <laughs> you guys, isn't my friend Brooke amazing? I'm so glad that I got to share her with you today and that you could listen and hear all the great stuff that she has to say about our true identities, which are so in line with the things that I believe. And don't you just love everything she talked about with small habits and how they can make a really big difference? It just gives me so much hope for being able to make progress. I think it's so much less overwhelming to think about it that way. If you want to find Brooke, you can find her on her website, brooksnow.com. That's where you can get more information about her mentoring program. She also has a great meditation class that she has on there. I will put the link to her website and to her book, Living in Your True Identity, in the show notes. Thanks so much for joining us today. I hope that you can feel that light inside of you and that you know that I didn't give it to you. That light is yours and trusting it can get you through whatever life sends your way whether it's a big hardship or just a little fear of reaching out to someone. You are good and you are strong. Carry that truth with you. Fill your light. Ignite. Thanks so much for joining me. We'll see you guys next time. 